The Edinburgh Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Nicholson Joinery Limited. Hello and welcome to Edinburgh Football Podcast. From the Premiership to the Lone League, we've got it covered. Callum, it's been 10 days. Uh, how are you doing? I'm not too bad, mate, not too bad. Just about recovered from... Uh, High over that I received over the weekend, but yes, no, uh, fighting fit and ready to go with yourself, mate. I'm fine, thank you. I believe that you were at the game in body, but you weren't there really in mind, were you, Cam? Absolutely not. Honestly, it was, <laughs> it was quite, quite far down, uh, hand in. and those lights are bright, <laughs> um, so everything was a blur. Um, Which is probably a good thing. Oh, fantastic thing! Honestly, I came out thinking. You know, we were not that bad, and then everyone's <laughs> been talking about how it could have been like an absolute mop, well, even more of a mauling than it was. So, you know, hey, these things happen. These things happen. Callum, it's been incredible, isn't it? The day after uh, the podcast last week, Craig Levine, or that week, sorry, a few I days after, say, yeah. uh, Craig Levine is sacked, and then two days ago, uh, or was it two days ago? Yeah, yeah two Monday, days ago, uh, uh, Paul Heckenbottom sees himself sacked from, from Hibernian. So, what a show we've got in prospect, Cam. Yep, lots we're of gonna, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So we're going to start. We'll start with the semi-finals. Uh, review them very quickly because there's not really much to talk no, about. Not, not we're going to discuss. You know, both Edinburgh sides looking for new managers. That's probably not happened in a very, very long time. We'll then uh, preview the games uh, they, they, these two teams have this weekend. Both teams are managerless, of course. Uh, then we'll speak Edinburgh City and then go into the Lone League. Where we'll cover our three sides. So, Callum. Uh, the semi-finals mm-hmm. well we both predicted comfortable defeats I think everybody in Scottish football was all on the same thinking uh-huh. and that's pretty much what happened yeah um, I mean I, I watched the highlights of the Hibs game and they basically just show pretty much Celtic scoring five and Hibs having a few chances in the second half now I do seem to remember a couple of chances in the second half but you know looking at it the third goal kills Hibs. That's 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 the big one. Um, if Hibs can somehow go in two one down at the break, I think that slightly regroup. Who knows? But going in three one, that was the problem. And then, you know, Chris Maxwell forgets how to be a goalie in the second half, which is you know it's really tough to mm. try and compete with uh, without one of them. So, I think, yeah, Celtic. It could have been. It could have been more. But you know, Hibs came out had a goal. Five two. It's. Uh, I mean, I don't think Hibs were ever going to, to win this game. But yeah, it's the defending for the goals. Almost to me, Calm. It's like they never actually prepared to play Celtic. I mean, some of the goals, uh, Edward. I mean, Edward for me is up. You know, probably the best player in the, in, the, in Scotland at this moment in time. Calm. Mm. His strength is dropping in. Isn't it? It drops off the defence. Or like running offside and being allowed to get away with it. But, <laughs> but yes, no, I understand. What you're you know, saying. it drops in, and some of the, the time, the amount of time that he was able to drop in off off the centre half cam. But not just that. You know, I play, didn't play the highest level of football cam. But it's something I always thought was stop the pass in in um, yeah, cam. And it, Hibs were so open. We've got Hibs don't have a defensive midfielder that can tackle. It was just too easy for Celtic yeah. midfielders to find Edward. Uh, just the amount, of, just, the amount of time in general, I think they had. Yeah. They came forward in waves. The 
the way that was it Ilya goes past James for the third goal, it's just as if he's not there. Um, we've spoken about Chris Maxwell, but you know, not not a stranger to a, a Hibs goalie having a howler at Hamden. So, what about the first yeah. goal for you, Cal? Oh, what was that again? The header back across goal for the stage. You could do better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me. I think the Chris Maxwell experiment is over, and if Marciano isn't res- restored to the starting lineup, <laughs> how fickle are we? <laughs> well, no, no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I mean, it's been on the cards for a wee while. I think he could have done better with the Ross County equaliser, and there's been a few moments. It's like um, the big thing about Maxwell being in the goals was that he could catch the ball better than Marciano. Well, he's when he when he can't do that. Then and I mean that that fifth goal, it's like oh I'll make the save, but here Scott, I'll palm it right back into your feet so that you can rattle in a fifth. There you go, and I think that that's yeah. that's yeah. So the the Maxwell experiment is over. Marciano comes back in for I, me. I, I also think you know right back. I, I quite like James on the ball, but defensively he's not good enough. We need David Gray back. Uh, defensively, Hanlon and Jackson. I think we need McGregor and Porteous back. I was surprised that that was the two he went with. I think, I think every Hibs fan was hoping for Hibs to go three at the back in the hope that sort of stem the tide of attacks that that Celtic would have had an extra man in there makes makes a big difference. But um, you know, the last time Hibs had success at Hamden, lined up with three five two and mm. won a trophy. So you know, it it bodes well, but. You know, look, Celtic, Celtic on the day were by far the oh, better team, and you know when Hibs went two up front, they looked a bit better. I still think there is there is there is decent link up between. I know there is decent link up. I think there between Canberry and Doidge, but let's be honest, Celtic had us, you know, at an arm's length. I think if we'd even got maybe think, four yeah, three, think, Celtic would have won five three. Yeah, you know, I know Celtic would have just upped it and went other park and got another one. I think. Yeah, there's 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 no getting away from it. They were they were the better team and you know, yeah, the media get what they want in the old fun final. So mm-hmm. uh, Hearts themselves calm on Sunday, a bizarre starting lineup. Uh, yeah, I think I mean, that if, and it's if that's Austin McPhee wanting to put his stamp on getting the role then he's he's failed, failed at the first hurdle. What? Um for me you know, two weeks ago, I understand. I think we spoke about it that it's going to be a different game because mm-hmm. Tyne Castle's a tighter park, Hamden the bigger park. But Uchi caused real problems. I thought he was a headache yeah. for the two centre halves of Rangers only two weeks ago. And then you go with Stephen McLean. But and, I, I know I mean, Stephen Clay, McLean. Well, no, was, I mean, not only do you go with Stephen McLean, but you go with Stephen McLean, who clearly just done about five lines of Charlie before he gets onto the park. Because what was he doing? You're looking like. Stephen McLean's main attribute these days is experience. And what was he doing up front? You know, he was an embarrassment. The fact that he didn't get sent off. You know, the fact that you're having to make that change so early on because he doesn't know how to behave himself on a football park is embarrassing. I still think... I still think McPhee could have stayed that out till half-time and had a regroup. And a regroup. Well, and I, and I, a I don't know. I don't know because there was a few moments where you're like... Well, he's 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 gone now. I just think you now. bring him over, you have that chat, like don't tackle anyone, just see it out and we'll regroup because you make those subs, maybe those set pieces, I don't know, yeah. and then you concede right oh, on oh, half time. The thing is, you know, Stephen McLean on the park, it's nil nil. Uchi comes on, and six minutes later, I know he just are one nil up. So, not 
No, I've seen that too There's much. Other but, I mean, th- things went wrong for Hearts. You know, wheeling goes off, but yeah, you know, you you look at the defending for the first goal, and the thing is, I was sober enough and I, I watched the Hearts game, so I know I've got a good recollection of what went on there. Uh, but the first goal, what's going on with that defending? Well, defending for all three goals, you know, we right. mentioned it with Hibs. I mean, the defending, I didn't, I didn't think it could get worse, but my God, yeah, you know, um, it was other just other personnel chucked in from nowhere, like you know, waiting. Like, I know why. Uh, why are you know? I just as well. For me, it's the equivalent <sighs> of him starting Ollie Shaw up front this yeah, weekend. Just chucked in. You know, it's like or, where's he? Where's or last he weekend against yeah. Celtic, just chucked you know, in. Just like oh, there we go. Oh, we've got a player. We'll put him in. And I just, you know, Craig White and ran about a little bit, but contributed. Yeah. You know, next to nothing. Not good enough for me. And it's just why? Why on earth is a man who's not trusted? Against you know Motherwell, Hamilton, etc., expected to go on to the big stage against Rangers and yeah. do something that will get Hearts a result. It just yeah, Austin McPhee got things badly wrong from the start. The tactics were just. I think they get this semi final, Calum, and I, I genuinely can't remember McGregor having a, a save to make in the whole game. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there was what I think Uchi might have had a header at the start of the second half, but yeah, look, the goal right before half time, the goal right after half time, but. You know, Hearts just... It was an non-event, wasn't it? Yeah, it just... Um, yeah, that's the best way to sum it up. A non-event. It just, it was, there was nothing that we can sit here and go, yep, that was a positive. I suppose the only positive maybe to take from the game is Naismith manages to get through a decent amount of time. Half hour, aye. And Although, he's, not, he's not pulled up injured. When he came on, he was a wee bit... I don't know, just... Seemed to want to do everything to get Hearts back into it, but nothing, nothing was really coming off for him. He had that wee square goal with Ryan Jack, um, <laughs> you know, and and for me, Stephen Naismith, all he has to really do there and say, many medals you won at Rangers, <laughs> how many, how many did I win? You know, and I think Ryan Jack would have, you know, been up in his face, but uh, yeah, I think, I think he was. I thought Hibs were too. Uh, you look at the two. I thought Hibs were too open and were too easy to mm-hmm. play against. And Hearts never just looked like to be an attacking the, the, threat. Yeah, the polar opposite. Um, will sit in and almost play for penalties. Yeah, that's uh, what hundred percent will look like. Hearts are like, right, we'll go out and have a go. Which, look, if you're going to get beat, you may as well get beat. Yeah, having a go because wasn't bother that. You know, in the second half when he brings on extra strike, you go, well, we're three one down, nothing to lose, and yeah. and you know what? Uh, right, we'll go on to speak about the manager, Carling. That's the main, the main real talking point. What everyone's, you know, probably. Yeah. Dying to hear. Um, I think the first question, really, Calm is, and it's a, a pretty much one word answer, I would expect, Calm, but both managers, do you think they both deserve to, to be sacked? It's not really a one word answer. Um, I think, ultimately, yes, I think Craig Levine has paid for the poor home form that Hearts have had and just being very uninspiring performances on the park and I think Heckenbottom has really paid the price for a poor window, uh, poor recruitment and that swap has been the undoing of him because you know, you, you speak to so many current Hibs players, former Hibs players and they're saying he's one of the best coaches I've ever had so maybe maybe the top job's not for him but he's a fantastic coach whereas you know, Craig Levine, you look at the squad, they're like Gaffer, thank you very much but I think Craig Levine's time is definitely coming to an end. Heckenbottom, 
I think it's, it's disappointing. Yeah. I, I think my, my take on, yeah, along the similar lines, I think my take on Levine, I think it was the right time. It was, there was too much. Well, no, I think, I think he, he, he had to go. I thought the timing of both sackings mm. was odd. Yeah, I, I, I think, I just mean, the time was, the, it had gone on too long now, uh-huh. Levine. It was a poisonous atmosphere at Tynecastle. Every week there was just hatred mm-hmm. coming out of Hearts. Heart supporters and uh, I mean how long has this been going on literally 12 months more yeah, or less Cal it's been going on for the sort of best part of a year now and it's uh, the downturn in form so yeah, it yeah, was that time Heckenbottom I think it has now just gone that, that too far um, for me I think Levy, uh, Heckenbottom might be that manager that when a team are needing confidence and they're needing that arm around the shoulder. Maybe they've had a manager that's been the complete polar opposite and has been shouty and bally. And pretty much, I'd imagine what Lennon's like. Doesn't he accept yeah. a drop, but maybe a bit too confrontational. But his heck and bottom came in at a good time. It was arm around the shoulder. It was all positive, And he got that reaction from them. But the longer that goes on and you get your own players... Players need a kick up the backside sometimes, Cal. Yeah, I and I just don't think Paul Heckenbottom was that man. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I'd agree uh, with you there. But Ultimately, I'm sad. You know, I think Heckenbottom, I quite like him. And still, when he when he spoke after games, I thought, you know, he's seen all the right things, but he needs to be a bit more... At times. At, yeah, at times. But, but I, think, I think what really, really annoyed me about both seconds was people... Um, it was more so Hibs fans, because I think everyone that had vilified Levine for the past... A few months was absolutely delighted, but the people that were slating Heckenbottom left, right, and centre were putting up tweets like, Oh, seems like a really nice guy, gutted it didn't work out. It's like, No, you're literally sending him like hate mail. There's there's no, and then I saw one one, like Hibbs account saying, Oh, now's the time to unite behind the players. And you're like, Does that include Josh Vela? Does that include Stevie Mallet? Does that include every single one of them that Neil. you've absolutely yeah. hated for three months? Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't just flip that switch. Stop. I mean, at least stick to your guns. <laughs> I mean, and it's just that hypocritical nonsense that's on. So it just annoyed me. Yeah. Um, the statements have been certainly the hip statement. Sure, two two little things. Yeah, I mean, two little things. What I say. Levine will still be involved in the process of a new manager and for me that is absolutely baffling Cal yeah well I think another thing that's absolutely baffling is the fact that his assistant is taking the team right now I think that you know Hibs Hibs have relieved Paul Heckenbottom and Robbie Stockdale of duties which you know that's the man that Heckenbottom brought in Grant uh, Grant Murray Eddie May they were there before so they're, they're going to take the team whereas I mean, Austin McPhee was just a part, just as much to blame for Hearts' failures as Craig Levine was. Hmm. And yet he's been tasked to carry on that work and he, yeah. he actually thinks that he deserves a shot at the job, which... Oh, when a manager goes, I think the whole the whole staff has to go, barring probably physios, uh, people are going to be on the bench, you're talking like physios, maybe a goalie coach. Mm-hmm. They, for me, they are probably separate because goalkeepers sort of are their own... Are their own uh, thing uh, uh, assistant manager <coughs> assistant coaches first team coaches manager they have to go and I, I agree with you there Cal and I think Hibs have done that they're just putting youth coaches or reserve team coaches yeah. and they'll take it I think McPhee's had a good a good shot at Hearts as well and no, frankly, under, under two managers and you know if you ask a Hearts fan 
if, if Hearts had any success during the Cathrow and Levine second spell mm. no what is the one constant <laughs> Austin McPhee so yeah. for me I, I don't think that he should be involved I certainly don't think that he should be taking the team mm. just now um, because he's pretty much there to work on set piece routines and other than one away at Kilmarnock they've been brutal <laughs> um, right so we're probably in agree- agreement here mm-hmm. Calum both, both teams are probably rightly managerless at this moment in time uh, names that have been bashing about it's amazing that both teams seem to have the same shortlist uh, well, look- aye. I mean, some of the, some of the names that the evening news put out for potential replacements for Heckingbottom Hibs wise: John Daly, current employee employee at Hearts; <laughs> Andy Kirk, exactly the same; Stephen Presley. Stephen Presley was on the Hearts list. I mean, if there's one thing that Ann Budge could do to annoy the Hearts fans more than hiring Craig Levine again, it would be to hire Stephen Presley. <laughs> you know, that is certainly one of those that would see. I mean, you want to talk about a poisonous atmosphere? Hire Stephen Presley, because that would be ridiculous. Do you not think that would work? It's not so much a his managerial ability. It's the fact that when he left Hearts, you know, Hearts legend, fans loved him. Even when he came back at Celtic, there wasn't that much hatred towards him. But then at the end of the game, and he does the you know pounding of the Celtic badge on his chest, and um, yeah, he claims that it was just to the board, etc. But you know the fans just he'd certainly bring a style of football that Hearts fans would would enjoy I think he is a more fo- a, a coach that likes to get the ball on the ground when you hear him talk and I remember I remember when years ago you are going to bring up the like Scottish football that Scottish thing. football yeah. thing that had that the, the discussion that, that thing that no one has done anything with but yeah. no, he, he, said, spoke, he spoke very well and he actually at the time completely for me Change your opinion. Or what? What, what, well, change your opinion, but won the argument over at that moment in time. Current Scotland boss Craig Levine. He completely silenced yeah. everything that Craig Levine was was sort of but, saying. I mean, it's not it's not difficult to do that. I think. <laughs> I mean, in in terms of a so, but I think. But the two names, there's two names, Calm. That mm-hmm. seems to be the the two front of this moment in time. I think one is one is more towards Hearts and one is more towards Hibs. But these two names that keep getting mentioned are Robinson at Motherwell and Jack Ross unemployed at this moment in time. I think for both teams, Ross makes sense. Why? Because he's not in a job. Mm-hmm. Financially, that makes sense. Uh, Robinson... It's not... I mean, apparently it's 120000 the compensation that Motherwell are looking for. And that's that's nothing. Mm. You, can buy a, you can buy a Christian Joyage and get change with that. No, you can get his right leg for that. <laughs> um, so Robinson, if he was to come to either side... Would Hearts and Hibs fans be... Um... Look, he's he's done well on a budget in Motherwell and I think you're looking at Motherwell right now, yeah, they're having a good season, but are they having a good season because of Stephen Robinson or are they having a good season because Hibs and Hearts have been absolutely brutal? Not just Hibs and Hearts, Callum. You know, Aberdeen have had a really slow start. Kilmarnock have been great. I mean, so four, four of the top six of last year have not been firing on all cylinders this year and I've not seen a lot of Motherwell you know, it's not a team that I look out for the results uh, but the games that stick out in my head most recently or ones that just stick out in my head Calm, is I watched them against Hearts in that cup I thought Hearts were great against them I thought Motherwell were really really poor and then just two weeks ago it was all talking about Aberdeen going down there playing two full backs at centre mid and winning 3-0 yeah absolutely I mean look Stephen Robinson's been in charge for a while he got sacked off Oxford United I'm sure he's got a not too bad record at Motherwell 
But at the end of the day, he's... Are you saying that they've never finished top six? They've never finished top six under him. So, I mean, if you're looking at managers that, like, from around the league, and I don't think that Tommy Wright should get either of these jobs, but Tommy Wright's at least done things in Europe, finished top six, and won a trophy up here. Mm. So I think, for, aye, fair enough, St. Johnson are going through a little bit of a spell at the moment, but mm. Tommy Wright over Stephen Robinson every day of the week. But, mm. I mean, the thing about Stephen Robinson, if he... I think I think he's leaning well. Hearts are leaning more towards him, yeah. Because there's a lot of rumours that Jack Ross has been a done deal for a while with uh, him. Yeah, we've got to speak about um, that. Yeah. Someone someone told me that at the semi final, which I didn't remember. So my mum had to remind me the next day by saying, uh, "Did you hear that um, Ross Jack is pretty much signs?" I was like, "Who the f- Ross Jack?" But uh, Jack Ross. Um, uh, so I think Luke Stephen Robinson. If he could get in at Hearts, there's one connection that I think he could utilise, and that is he could bring in a centre forward that's not playing at Preston, that's not on the bench at Preston, that scored goals for fun up here, mm. that would fit into that Hearts team very, very easily, and that's Louis Moult. I you think know, if yeah, we're talking was... if we're talking about what these managers could bring, I think a point in the Stephen Robinson column is the fact that he's found guys like. Louis Moult, the boy Devante Cole who's scoring goals, the boy Seedorf who's been brilliant. I mean, he's mm. scored an absolute world day at, at Tiny. So, you know, he's he's very good at working on a budget. How's he going to do with a little bit of money in his back pocket? He's also someone that isn't scared to put in youth as well, Calm. I look at some of the players, you know, you think of Hasty, Turnbull. Turnbull. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the other, there's another one as well. I can't remember his name now. Uh, oh, it's gone. Uh, I think it's a, for, a young forward as well. Um, I think maybe set him on loan at Dundee but he played he's a good player he did really well against Hibs last season I can't, his name's gone clear in my head he's on loan at Dundee though uh, anyway what I'm going to see oh, is Cal- Danny Johnson yeah John, is it Johnson is it ah, yeah. but he, he was signed from down south so right, okay. that is no but he's a player that's he's a, yeah. hasty and Turnbull then he's a yeah. player that like that, that is happy putting in youth as well which would suit Hearts which would because I mean there's a few few players there that, would it be a good it, fit ultimately I think, would it be I a think good ultimately fit? yes it would be a good fit and I think he'd probably get hearts up the table although <sighs> short term fix yeah I would say I would say and I, I don't think long term success I don't I don't think that I mean could easily prove it's me overly wrong, inspiring would Hearts fans be inspired by that appointment? I don't, I don't think Hearts fans would be, you know, like singing, singing from the rooftops with this. It's, mm. it's, it's a an appointment that would immediately improve Hearts, but I don't, I don't know. Do you think that at Motherwell, all he's really done is steady the ship? He's just kept well, consistent. He's just there's kept... no expectation on on him at Motherwell. So mm. if he does well and finishes seven, that's a great season for them. Yeah, you know, oh, he's avoided relegation and we've had like a couple of wins against them. They got two cup finals. You know, cup, or, uh, yeah. two, two cup finals, but I mean they got packed in both of them. So <laughs> you know, it's like oh, that's that's a good season for them. The mm. thing is, you go to a club like Hearts, and it needs to be top four. You need to be pulling off results against the old firm. Etc. So I think for me, has he got that mentality? He's still young. He's only forty four. I'm fairly certain. He's still a young manager. So again, he could he could thrive in that environment. But mm. he's not one that would have me. Oh my God! Yes, I'm delighted. I'm getting the tattoo. 
Hearts League winners like twenty twenty one with Stephen Robinson in charge. And that's probably the same for both teams. I think what you're saying is so Robinson seems to be more angling towards Hearts. That's what mm-hmm. the, the people are saying. Uh, Jack Ross seems to be more angling towards Hibs. But I think yeah. a lot of people have heard as well. You've heard. I've heard uh, that Jack Ross. I think Hibs have been working on this for some time. Yeah, uh, I think that I think seems it's, to be the impression because it's all but done. going back to that statement what I mentioned before we went on our chat there, uh, the t- the tweet that Hibs put out. I remember when Lennon went, it was all about a process. Now Hibs uh-huh. are going to be following a process of applications. There's been no nothing about opening we've applications. Been, yeah, we've There's been, been inundated or anything like that. Nothing so. like that. It was just he's away and we'll be making a statement in a few days. Yeah. I think Hibs I think Hibs have been working on something here, Cal. Mm-hmm. And think, yeah, um, I think Jack Ross If you were to ask I mean if you were to think about Hibs it's it's about style of play. Hibs fans do want that more expansive style. Yeah, I think if you that's were to ask them Jack Ross. I mean the, I think I think the one person that's gonna be absolutely buzzing if Jack Ross becomes Hibs manager is uh, Stevie Mallon. Hmm. You know, because he played his best football under him, but look, St Mirren, well, that Sunderland team, Jack Ross, were not brilliant. They got a lot more draws that should have been wins. Well, they got beat in the playoff final, didn't they? Yes. And which, they got beat in the Johnston, whatever it's aye, called now. But realistically, that was like Rangers in uh, League Two getting beat in the Petrofact and then not <laughs> not winning. If they hadn't won the league, like getting not beat in the playoffs because they had the biggest budget they had the biggest budget in the league yeah. so you've got to expect I mean Jack Ross thought that Ali Mostert would have been a great fit at centre half when he was pretty much derided by Hearts fans yeah. a lot other than you know that wonder strike in the derby so I think some of his signings are questionable but you know talking about what Stephen Robinson would bring to Hearts if he could get Louis Moult what Jack Ross could bring to Hibs in the terms of a diminutive midfielder who can pass a ball would be Dylan McGeoch. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a man who's not playing that regularly for Sunderland, which, you know, I think... But I don't think he's played at all, Callum. It's not yeah, as regularly. I, <laughs> I, I think... But then Jack Ross thought that Lee Cattermall was a was a better option than Dylan McGeoch. So, I mean, you're looking at that and thinking he's probably going to choose Josh Vela. <laughs> um, Jack Ross is an interesting one for me. I think... If he'd maybe stayed at St Mirren for a season or so, maybe had a season in the SPL with with St Mirren on the Premiership, and he got them and he finished maybe around about the split, and he maybe be sitting sixth, and maybe mm-hmm. in that season, and he got them quite high up, and then you go Jack Ross is available, Hibs have let Peck and bottom go. I'd be like, yeah, I'm happy actually. You know what? He's got a team up. He's not just kept them up. He's got them a comfortable position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Jack Ross. I, I take him, but the, this Sunderland thing, it just gives yeah. me it does it puts me a bit uneasy I'm uneasy yeah. with the appointment I think I think the thing is look he'll probably come up he'll, if he gets the Hibs job if he gets the Hearts job I think he would, he would be very much like Stephen Robinson and you know he, they would get teams that would not they would win more than they lost and they would finish top six etc but in terms of because I think I think both clubs what's why why are both of them saying our oh, best of the rest is all that we can aim for and I think that I think with Jack Ross or Stephen Robinson in charge of either of them they would be in and around third or fourth mm. but it's not going to take either of them to another level 
I think what Hearts need, Hearts need somebody that's gonna, you know, somebody's gonna stop them because he didn't stop them because he didn't. No, I think I think what Hearts need is almost someone to come in and complete a, a like a complete overhaul mm. of of the sort of like first teams that the style of play and everything. Yeah. Hearts and, need somebody that's gonna for me someone's gonna be a bit more creative, get bums off seats, mm. um, and actually just be a bit more expansive, score a bit more goals. Mm-hmm. Hibs, I think, need somebody that's gonna play two up front. And they need somebody that's going to actually get Hibs more organised at the back yeah. and build from that because Hibs could concede any number of goals every week, Calm. Um, I asked the same question about would Stephen Robinson inspire Hearts fans? Would Jack Ross be no. a, a player that's going to say the, the same, do you think? Both I, would, are... I, would, I would be exactly the same if Jack Ross or Stephen Robinson got the Hibs job. I, I think that I would, I would take it right now, but Stephen Robinson, to me, just has far too many... Echoes of Terry Butcher, <laughs> and that that is what worries me. Um, there's too many comparisons there about oh yeah he did well at Motherwell though. Mm. It's Motherwell. Yeah, um, I think both. T- if you were to ask, I think uh, somebody that I would like it. You know, it's difficult for me to say who as a Hearts fan who the Hearts fan want. Well, uh, Mourinho was banded. <laughs> I think I would I would really like to see Michael O'Neill lives in Edinburgh, mm-hmm. former um, former heads, but that's going to cost too much money. Think, it's never going to happen mean, either. Chris Hutton was another one that was banded about for the Hearts job, which again, I think the problem is these guys aren't going to come up to Scotland. Um, I don't think Michael O'Neill would leave that Northern Ireland job. I think it would be incredible for Hibs someone yeah. like Chris Hutton to come up the road. Nah, I, I mean. See that would be unbelievable I did see someone say that they wanted Alex Neil for Hibs and I was like he's not leaving Preston for Hibs yeah. what is wrong with you I yeah. mean and the Hibs fans are bringing out Stubbs Hughes I mean yeah. Paul Kane talking about bringing go and live under a rock <laughs> like honestly I'm embarrassing I mean <sighs> so boy you know speaking at the end of the, at the end of the day today in work and someone said what about this for a left field a left field shout and actually the more I think about it the more it in a way, it maybe makes sense, Calum, and I, I'm not showing you this, but it's somebody, it's someone that's been at a, a top club in the in the Premiership for a number of years in a coaching capacity. He's now an assistant manager. He's worked under, at this moment in time, one of the the best managers in Britain, and that's Brendan Rodgers. It's John Are Kennedy. Get out. No. Get out. Right. Cancel the podcast. No, Can, think so. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Apparently he is from all things when you hear people speaking, he's meant to be a top top coach. Um no. a lot of people have, no. are raving about that. I'd, I'd rather have Ivan Guinea. Who's that? The boy that did his knee. Oh come on, Cal. Um no. I I I'm you know, I think a lot of fans would maybe be like oh, willing to give him a shot. No, um, no, because I don't I don't think Hibs can gamble with this appointment. Or hearts. Hibs or hearts. So well you said John Kennedy for Ah, but I, either. I, absolutely not neither of them can take a chance here because they are in danger of going down mm. there's not a chance that oh Ken what? let's get Darren Fletcher in no no you can't do that alright there needs to be someone that comes in and has a little bit of st- stability I think I mean David Moyes I don't know who he thinks he is saying that he's no one in either of these two jobs because I mean let's be honest mate you're, you're toiling what about this one, my own one, and obviously it never happened because I don't think financially Hibs would be able to, or Hearts would be able to pull him from his job. But someone that's Scottish, someone that's working in a, a top top job, uh, working with top top players, 
so he's definitely suited to both sides, Carl, right. is Sean Maloney. Assistant manager at Belgium. Uh-huh. Someone that's, you know, has played in Scotland, has experienced the Scotland game, has partly raved about from people. Does that one make more sense, do you think? I'd say I hate Sean Maloney before I suggested John Kennedy. Would that be an appointment for I say that you go... Oh, actually, you know what? I mean, Sean Maloney in with uh, an experienced assistant manager, Tommy Craig, uh, Donald Park. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no to that. I wouldn't say no to that. Maybe that's. He's got to start somewhere. He's not going to leave Belgium and, and just go like straight into like a, a job, a job down south. You know, in the, yeah, prem- yeah. In the Premiership, he's no, got to start no, somewhere, Cam. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I said to you, Larson, you know, left field, someone like that, but. I think the last one, I think he's actually managed and he hasn't done great at the teams he's managed over in Sweden. But I just think someone like Sean Maloney, he's got to start somewhere. Hibs and Hearts are big teams here. If you do well at Hibs and Hearts, if you do really well there, you then move to the English Championship realistically. You do well there, then then you're, uh, you're fine, aren't you? I, um, I would say Sean Maloney over John Kennedy, but your John Kennedy shout can. I'd rather have John F. Kennedy. <laughs> um, Okay, both teams in action this weekend, Callum. Um, Hearts at home to St Mirren. This is massive. It's a must win. It's a must win. There's there's no other way about it because if St Mirren leave Tynecastle with any form of point, you know, then Hearts Hearts will remain second bottom. Yeah. It's it or well they'll be joint joint second bottom because depending on what happens at McDermott Park, I think this weekend, this is why the timing of the sackings is just. Oh, I don't know, but I mean, look. Apparently, Hearts had through St Johnston after they conceded. St Johnston had like four shots on target. Hearts didn't have any. Mm. So, look, Stephen A. Smith, are you wanting to risk him from the start? I don't know because you know that he's injury prone. So I think you've got to come. I think you have to. this game, like you say, this is this is a must win now. I mean, got- Hearts, Hearts normally put a few goals past Simpson, and so you've got to think that this is where the run ends. But. Mm. In the back of the minds that you know your guys like Sean Clare etc. It's a hundred percent. You know you need a personality to play for a club like Hearts, and you know if if you don't have it mentally, then unfortunately you are going to struggle. And I think Michael Smith came out and berated a lot of his teammates in the papers after the semi final. And you know you're looking at that, and phew, he's absolutely spot on. Yeah. I mean, just as an aside, how is no one looking at Michael Smith? I'm not saying that I I want him to leave Hearts, but how is no one looking at him? The age. He's not. He's not. How was it like twenty eight, twenty nine? But we said we said the exact same thing this thing like last year on the podcast, and you're like, ah, he's about twenty four. No, no, he's a, he's a, he's a bit early, is he? No. Uh, keep talking, and I'll find out. That, but he, he can still do a job. I think he's done great. He's been uh, one of the, he's, he's been one of the best. Sorry, he's like ah, he's an absolute rock for for Hearts. So I mean, yeah, Michael Smith. I mean. 100% behind his comments but 31 31 he's got a contract in him left there's teams down south I'd imagine yeah, that I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that he Northern Ireland Northern Ireland international so um, but Hibs, Hibs go through to McDermott Park not happy hunting ground but you know yeah. Paul Heckenbottom got Hibs first win there in God knows how long you know Neil Lennon couldn't win up there yep so another place hasn't really been a happy hunting ground has it really no so Josh um, have been a Hibs bogey so team hasn't he realistically you've got to look at it Hibs have to go up there and have to do well um, managed to do it with 10 men up there but Hibs last two visits to McDermott Park 
gone down to ten men. So <laughs> the or the last two out of three gone down to ten men, and you know it's not good enough. Hibs Hibs need a result. Hearts need a result. This is this is a massive week. And so is this both teams must win? Is this is this one must win, one must not lose? I think. What I think. Thinking? I think for Hibs probably take a point right now, but I think Hibs will probably start with two up top. Mm. Um, the the managerial genius of Stephen Whitaker involved there. I think he'll be. He's he'll be like, key. I'm up front. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> On you go, Stevie. You do what you want. So no, for me, I think um, yeah, it's massive, massive for both of them. Yeah, huge, huge. Okay, Calm, I think we've... Uh, Exhausted that. We've, yeah, that was a, a good 30 minutes there on, on uh, Hibs and Hearts. So we'll move on to Edinburgh City, Calm. And it was closer than a lot would have expected uh, against furious. Beacon. And, uh, Absolutely furious. Sitting there and added on time with 3-1 and they chuck it again. <laughs> 3 2. Well, they hold on for the, the three points, Callum. And that, that me, is the important thing. And it's that a big, is the important thing. It's a big three points because you knew that Cowden and Cove were playing each other. Uh-huh. And Cove come through, so you've put a nice little gap there between you and, and uh, Cowden Beath, a team who put a gap between yeah. themselves. And just, and just, just kept pace with Cove. I think, yeah. look, it's a game that City should have been comfortable. And I, I watched the highlights. Absolute goal of the season contender. From Matt Laird, um, you know we've spoken about how City need to get goals from elsewhere this season because the man they relied on last year is unfortunately he was an unused sub on Saturday. But he can't be know, far away. He's Blair Henderson's not going to be far away, and you know that's a worry for every single defence in League Two. Mm-hmm. That you know he'll be he'll be coming in and looking to finish his top goal scorer. So um, you know what a player to have to come back in but I mean Lairdy's goal oh my god hmm. picks it up and just bends it into the top corner from 25 yards it's an absolute stunning strike it's actually a, re- a really interesting point isn't it Calm that you know in about three or four weeks time you're going to have one of the talked about strikers in league football uh, last year and Blair Henderson coming back in a team who are actually scoring goals already? Scoring goals for fun and sharing goals about, and yeah. honestly, it's you know I think I mean I think he will get back into the team, but he's got a job in his hands because mm. shop. Uh, so Scott Sheffield's been brilliant. Mm. Danny Hanlon just off the striker. Alec mm. Harris uh, playing that role. Um, you know Danny Hanlon takes his takes his first brilliantly. Um, City keep it alive. They should have scored. It comes back off the post, um, but they keep going to the end. And you know great play from Alan Smith to win the penalty. Sure, I'm sure it was him. I'm sure he's number seven. So, um, fairly certain it was him to win the penalty. But the, I think for me, defensively they're going to look at both goals, and I think McAdams is going to look at the first one. Hundred percent, he's going to want that one back. Gets mm. it, misjudges it, to to come out, and yeah, it's, it's poor. I mean, the guy there that scores in Goy for breaking who got the double is. An absolute giant, you know, he's about six foot four. Um, I don't even think he jumped, he just stood still and headed it in. But uh, yeah, it was. I think McAdams will want it back, but on the road, it's all about getting the three points. Even at home, yep. it's just all about getting the three points. And yep. the fact is, City are scoring goals for fun and they just they keep on winning. Yeah. Um, all we said that Embers City need to do this season is keep themselves within one result of Cove, yep. and if they can do that up until the last 
half a dozen games. Yeah, the last quarter of the season, I think. The last nine games. And that's what they're doing. Yeah, and I think I think they're doing it a hundred percent correct. They bounce back from you know, the defeat to Count Beef, you know, thumped any last week, uh four nil, which, you know, I thought that would be closer than it was. So I think they're just yeah, they're they're flying, they're scoring goals, I think it's ten goals in the last three games. Mm. And yeah, they're sharing the goals about, which what we said last year, Blair Henderson finished what, 37, 38, I think it was. And um you had other guys on single like figures five or six. Yeah. So I think this this is massive. Yeah, agreed. It's Elkin this weekend, Calm, and they're in a good place as well. Sticky start, but they're in a good run at the moment, Calm. They've not lost since the end of September. Uh, to I think it was actually the break in, but I'm not percent sure. So it's five wins in a row. In that time, you know, fifteen goals scored in five games. That's good going. Uh, and only three conceded against Calm. It's a team in red team, form. Yeah, team in a little bit of confidence. Elgin are always a sort of tough team. Um, at at this level, you know, City have had some fantastic games against them, but um, I just think at home they are looking like unbelievable this season. You know, yeah. I thought thought it would be a tight game against Anna and they smashed them four 0 mm. I I just think that they are blowing teams away right now. You know, I thought it would be tight against Anna Shmuel that went four 0 It's just yeah. It, it, I think for me, Cam, if you keep if you keep settling quiet, you've got a real good chance. Yeah. Yeah, um, they got the boy. Still got the boy that they got off our broth last year. Was it Hester? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they're a good player, and like, look, Elgin, Elgin are no mugs. They certainly have good players, but mm. you know, when Annie came to Ainsley Park, they had you know Nadia up front who you know scores goals at this level. So mm. I think, I also, Elgin are that team for Edinburgh City. They're that mm. annoying wee team. It's only away from home. Uh, you know, like they've been up there. Coming from two goals down, etc. Yeah, and uh, it's just. I think as well, uh, the reason why the home form is, has been so good, Callum, is because Ainsley Park is a, a unique astroturf. It's in uh, need. We, 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 we should be, yeah. Rumour has it, I think it's next year it's getting related. So for next season. For next season. Yeah, it's, it's due. And it's going it's to get the, the surface that is on the community pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's, in, it's in need of a. Of a, a relay, uh, yeah, but I think, you know, I think it's difficult for teams to go there, and Ember City, you know, are, are making that count. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, well, you know, they had a great home record last year. They've continued that on, and yeah, I think I think they'll pick up another three points on Saturday. Perfect. Okay, Count. Moving on to the Lone League then, and um, we'll just start with civil service. Um, they were on the road to, to Interleithen last Saturday, Calm. I think a lot of us predicted a really comfortable result. A lot a lot of people in the predictions had four mm-hmm. in the first civil service. Yeah. Um, and well half to you know, isn't it interesting that, you know, give our you know, the lonely catch up a a, a wee shout out here, Calm, that they produced that stat at the end of last week about civil service coming I think it's five Times five times they've drawn at half time to win it full time. To win. But they've never come from a losing position at yeah. half time. Isn't it amazing you mention those things and then, and then suddenly boom, it, it happens? happens. Yeah. They found themselves 2 0 down. Uh huh. And but I mean, look, they're, they're 2 0 down at Vale. Uh, does they really have the same ring to it? But one's a penalty, which I still don't understand how that's been given. And I think anyone who watches the highlights will 100% know Gary Jardin's opinion. Um, well, I think he's shouting at his own player, but uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I he's he's no shy in holding back there. I think in the second, the Donald second, the, back. Se- second back, 
uh, second back, second goal is shocking defending. I mean, that guy's bigger than me. Yeah. Who I think he's actually the manager, and yeah. you know, but I mean, I think he's bigger than me, and he gets his head on that. Josh Jonathan, just, the goalie, to be stronger. Yeah, I think, I think it's poor, but you know they they come back and. I mean, I don't want to say it is down to me, but at half time I tweeted, "Go and start playing in the second half." Um, Kyle Fee thinks it's down to him because he came on at half time, but uh, <laughs> no. Um, look, four goals in the second half, and you know it's the, it's. How, how often this season have we spoken about Josh Morris and Cammy Muirhead? You know, and it's you know, a returning favourite, Andy Mayer, you know, and then Hodgie wrapping it up at the end. And I think, again, we're just going to not speak about how well he's played. We're yeah. going to mention that. Uh, two two really nice goals in there. Um, I think the one where it's a da- nice bit of play, it was a diag from, from, from Scorsi, and then it's the little... The little first time to knock back from your head from Morris, I think that was a really nice goal. Mm-hmm. And the one when they build in the midfield and they play the passes and it goes wide to Newsy, I think who puts a ball on his left foot, which is normally just for standing, and then it hits me at the back post. That was two really nice goals. Yeah. Some of them though, I mean the last goal. Wow, well, yeah, it's sauntering through, but you've got to take advantage. You've got to score those goals. Yeah. And so. Um, so that's that. Obviously, the, the catch up did there, but drawing at half time, winning at full time, and they then come behind the weekend calm. Putting this down to is it down to Gary Jardin's ability to change things when it's not working? Is it down to the fact that we've spoke about the depth that they have that they can maybe change things, or is it down to? I mean, when I was at Emirates City with Gary, uh, I think we would probably we would uh, outrun most teams. I think our fitness levels were a lot stronger than most yeah. teams out there. So is he maybe installing the same thing in the civil players? Well, what, I mean, what are you thinking? He, There's three he, things I mentioned. Def, potential. Def, definitely, I think fitness plays a part because I think to you know football is a simple game. You get to the ball first. You've got a good chance of getting forward, etc. And I think Gary takes that mantra um, to a certain extent with being able to civil so get to that first and they get get forward hmm. and they are fitter than most teams, which is a massive difference at these these levels. Uh, so, yeah. Fitness plays a part. I mean, obviously he's he's made some tactical changes at half time, and I think yeah, the sort of a mixture of all three, mm. if I'm honest, because the depth just got. I mean, a lot of teams in the only would absolutely kill for guys like Hodge, uh, Scozy, and Shanley on loan for it. Was obviously Shanley was suspended. Guys mm. like Andy Mayer every single week. Cammy Muirhead up front. Josh Morris. You know, I think a lot of guys. A lot of teams in the league would absolutely love to have these boys on their team. So yeah, it's a and a shout out to Ross Guthrie getting some minutes there. Yes, aye. Um, Coming back from injury, another player that's going to be important for them if he can keep fit. If he can keep fit, he loves loves a wee solid performance. I think uh, was the last year against East Coast was brilliant. Uh, mm. So yeah, uh, good to see him back. Yeah. No game for Civil this weekend, so they'll be resting up. Hopefully, the players like you know Guthrie etc. have mentioned they're another a good training session in them and uh, we'll review their game come next week but uh, a wee free week for, for the team because the girls I think you're seeing the midweek action next week midweek in the Footy Nations against Hill Beef under the lights for the first time oh great ah, good so. do you be cutting the ribbon <laughs> I, like we need to put this to bed eh? stop, stop this now <laughs> ok right moving on to Spartans Calm they were down down in Dalbiti Isle Croft and it was quite interesting you know every time you go Isle Croft every time I've been Isle Croft I think it's been absolutely horrendous weather uh, and you go in it's an absolutely one of the most smallest restrooms you've ever seen. It's literally like you're in the borrowers. You have to duck to get in. There's like tiles that are. Surely you don't have to duck. <laughs> no, not me, but other people around me have to. Um, 
it's just and the showers are like it's just not nice to go there. Can't but you turn up this bright sunshine, unbelievable. Um, this is a right good win for Spartans on the road. It's it's exactly what they needed. Yep. I think um, I've definitely been critical of them this season, but I think it's been warranted because they've not had a great great start. Um, so picking up three points, a good good bit of character. They keep going till the end, and you know, Big Dawson is something different. Yep. You know and. Like we, I don't know how many times we mentioned it. He's he's big. He's awkward. Um, you're never sure what he's gonna do. So defenders can't read him because he doesn't know what he's gonna do. <laughs> and yeah, I think I think a hundred percent. He, you know, pops up in the last minute. Adam Murrell back on the score sheet, which is good to see. Yep. And I think, you know, they've picked up two wins in a row because they won in that ridiculous cup competition yeah, against, against Berwick yeah. last yeah. week. And they said that would that be a result or that could be a result that if you win that. It might just give them a, a bit of momentum. Bit, a little bit of confidence, and then they go into uh, this week against against Berwick again, Friday night football. I'm not going to say that it's a really good thing, but yeah, I think it's a chance to build three wins. Sorry, excuse me, three wins in a row, and it just puts them yeah. right back in the mix of things. One minute we're talking about you know five defeats in a row, and it's, uh, it's and yeah. this, and then suddenly you know in ten days time can go three wins in a row, and it's all uh, looking great again. hundred well, percent, this needs to be a win on Friday night Absolutely. purely to end the home run. Four defeats in a row at home, mm-hmm. that needs to be that that needs to go. So yeah, I think look, Dalby weren't weren't exactly in the game a lot. They've got one shot score, so yeah. Comes from having a defensive mistake as well. Uh, what what I thought was good though, and you're right, you mentioned that they start good character. Uh, a team where you know they've managed one win and they're not in a great run. Spartans at the moment, so confidence maybe is a little bit shaky. And uh, um, they have got one win in there, but you know, uh, not in, in high flying form. And they do get pegged back, and you're thinking, what's going to happen? But yeah, like you say great character to build yeah. that and, and get the three points. Yeah, hundred percent. And what's really important is that this is taken and it continues on yeah. because there's not a lot of lonely games this weekend so it's a massive opportunity for Spartans to close the gap on well, teams ju- above them they win they jump a place simple yeah, as that and, and that's all they've and got to try and do th- yeah that's it just keep going just keep going yeah. so. um, the only disappointing thing Calum there was no no highlights of the game uh, at the weekend but Subo's absolutely raging because apparently his pass is Iniesta like he says well I think Given the fact that there is no highlights, we can chalk that up to being nonsense. <laughs> Isn't it typical though? The one moment when Subo <coughs> shows that unbelievable Iniesta type assist and there's no highlights. Yeah. So, so for me, it didn't happen. Exactly. <laughs> unless, unless there's proof. It's like when I was saying when we were younger, it's like absolute oh. high school. Prove it. Aye, but mine when younger, you'd be like, ah, I can do the round the world now, and you'd be like, ah, show me, and you can't do it. It's like, nah, you're lying. I could never do the round the world. <laughs> <laughs> I, I struggle to do like eight keepy uppies. I would never, <laughs> never boast to do the round the world. Um, Berwick Friday must win. Must win. Yeah, agreed. must win. And they're good in, good enough in there, aren't they, Spartans? Well, not recently, so. I still fancy them, no. I think mm-hmm. not uh, Ember, you need Calum, and. Well, you jinxed them, didn't you? Did I? I went two each. Nah, but you tweeted like, yeah! Oh, I mean, like, do, do not say. That anything that I tweeted on Saturday can be used. I mean, I was lucky that it, I could see my phone. An <laughs> absolute statement. Um, uh, sort of take that, isn't it, Cam? It's a tough one to take. I mean, we're talking about character with Spartans, character with Maruni. They bounce back from going 1 0 down inside the first 10 minutes to get back into the game. Abdel Yusuf gets back on the score sheet. Um, I 
Things I'm, you love to see. Yeah, I'm fairly certain it was Mark Waters who scored the penalty in the second half. So, I mean, they're 2-1 up just in the second half and you're thinking, right, kick on, here we go. But it's two goals in the space of five minutes, which killed them. Uh, 15 minutes to go. Uh, Gala get it back to two each. Uh, yeah, so, it's, it's not a great result. It leaves, there's a gap at the bottom now. It looks like themselves and Vale are very, very much detached and look Uni don't have a game this week but I mean they come back to our run of fixtures I'm fairly certain Kelty away BSC's in there not teams that you're wanting to be playing sorry when you're low on confidence but I'll be surprised if it's on but they play Vale the game before Christmas no that will not be on it might not be on do you think that that is is a relegation six pointer yeah but do you think that could be the result that's, that's for either side. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think that that you're looking at that one right now, and you know at this that's, moment in that's, time, that's massive. We were that's saying massive. we were saying there might be four teams. Gretna, uh, I think Gretna can still be pulled into. It. I think no more than three teams now. I'm thinking. Yeah, I think I think. Um, well, maybe maybe they'll beat you as well. I think. I think Gallop, enough. Gallop definitely they'll have, have enough. enough. But yeah. no, I think I think it is a a real kicking the backsides because they go in front again and you know much like Hibs cannot keep a lead and yes yeah, it's, it's disappointing to see I mean I've, I've stopped going to the games purely to give them a chance to win one but um, they've they've had chances I mean the Gretna ones are real kicking them mm. you know because they should have should have held out comfortably to win that one and mm. yeah I think I, th- I think it's I think it's going to be a tough season this year. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, I think Gretna might actually have enough. I think be- what they've what maybe Gretna have got in their their uh, advantage cameras for quite a f- few teams. There's a bit of a travel there. Mm. Um, whereas you know Vale's maybe only half an hour from Edinburgh. It's not that bad. Uh, and obviously Edinburgh Junior in Edinburgh, of course. So for a lot of teams, it's not too too bad travel either. I just think Gretna might just have enough. I think it's a straight shooter between these two, and I think it could actually come down to that game. Well, I, I can't mean, see many but, but teams. The thing, the thing is for me is, look, how many times have we said this about in Uni and they, they pull out pull out a ridiculous result? Yeah, you're right. Which which the the morning I mean, yeah, I mean, hundred percent surprising me. But I mean, imagine they went through to Kelty and got a result. <laughs> I can't see it. I mean, I can't see it, but. I mean things you love to see. <laughs> okay, Cal. Well it's um, it's prediction time. Uh-huh. Uh, only four games this weekend. Um but it's it's enough to, to do it. But if you are listening, it's Friday night. There's a Friday night game, so you mm-hmm. have to get them in by then. Um big games, actually. There's there's no gimme this like yeah, there's no yeah, right. There's yeah, you're no, right. You're right. We're no sitting here going, Oh I mean, because like Hib Celtic last week, you're going, ah, that's that's yeah, easy. Like, aye, aye. So Ah, toiling this week like. yeah so we'll start how it'll be on the prediction table it'll be Hearts against St Mirren I have no faith in Austin McPhee in charge of Hearts and I think that that is a massive problem so for me I think if Hearts had someone else in charge I'd be I'd be confident but um, you know if he's going to start someone like Craig Whiting again you know he could not hit a cow in the backside with a banjo so I think 1-0 hearts no, I'll go for it I'll go for it I've no confidence in in McPhee but I think 
I think if Naismith plays, then the players will drag a result out, but it will be like, I mean, Austin McPhee will be doing everything he can to make sure it doesn't happen. I think Hearts will win, but I'm going to predict 1 1. 1 1. Which is a weird thing to say, but I think, I know. I think they will. I know, it's, it's sort of like, I'm predicting a Hearts win, but I mean, McPhee, I have no confidence in him. Mm. Uh, St Johnson v Hibbs. Uh, St Johnson v Hibbs, look. When Eddie May was in charge in January, he had a not bad record. Mm. So, look, I've went Hearts to win. I'm going to go the same, but I'm going to go 2 1 Hibs. Marciano back in the starting lineup, two up top. And I think Hibs are going to see out a wee victory in McDermott. Uh, I'm going to go for Desmond. 2 2. Desmond? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to, well, I'm just thinking what would be a team that goes to, has happened in the last two league uh, games for Hibs. Desmond, of course. Desmond no, no, no. Seems to be there. Uh, Edinburgh City home Elgin. 3 1 Edinburgh City. Yeah, I agree. 3 1 Edinburgh City. Oh, and Spartans versus Berwick. Spartans v Berwick. I think Spartans will win. I'm going to go 2 0. 2 0 Spartans. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just wrote it down. Oh, dear. I mean, well, I, mean, I can't see that. So. I know. I'm going 2 0 as well. There we go. There we two go. 2 0. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you've kind of already spoke about the game, can you? You couldn't see it, so that's probably, you probably didn't hear any shouts really um, from the game. Well, no, I got told to sit down a lot, and then you know. Oh, you can't I'd, stand up. Calm, you can't stand up at football games. Either. Like I can't, I, I, you know this. You want to stand up at a game, calm. Uh, you want to stand at a game. You've got to go to a lower league game. Uh, I mean, I had, I had a wee bit of a barney with someone because I had the audacity to stand up at a football match and. Um, I got a wee bit cheeky at half time and I was like, "Oh, so all right, you have to stand up now, Your Majesty." Um, yeah, um, I I was I was in no fit state. If, if I'm honest, there was there was a lot of words that I cannot repeat. Um, but no, hey, um, what else? What else there? Yeah, um, you know what's going to happen though, Cal? Can't even remember. You know what's going to happen. This this happened quite a few times that uh, we've done the podcast over the past sort of fifteen months or so. We're going to put this out tonight, and you know what's going to happen tomorrow. Hearts will have a manager. Hearts yeah. and Hibs will announce managers, ah, and we'll be like, yeah. any chance? Ah, cheers, cheers. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think I think Jack Ross will be very, very soon at Easter Roads. I don't know. I don't know who Hearts are looking for. I mean, can we? Can you believe? I to mention it. it's like Neil McCann throwing his hat. Uh, sorry, his hat in the ring. It's just yeah, like Christ. Can I mean? Could it get worse? Could it get worse than Austin McPhee? Yes, <laughs> Neil McCann. Ah, yeah. But. Uh, Do you know what? Maybe as a coach, Neil McCann, but not as a manager. For me. No, I mean nothing instills confidence like relegating Dundee. <laughs> so, uh, not, Do you know who'd be batted about if they give it another season or so for Hibs? Would be James McPake. James McPake, aye. Another season, perhaps he'd probably that, that be mentioned. Well, to be fair, someone said get Ian Murray in. See for that for me. Like, come on! Oh. It's. I mean, you love Ian Murray, though. Eh? I love Ian Murray, but absolutely not. Yeah, That's a like, one-way ticket to the uh, championship. Gary Colby will put his hat in the ring yet? Oh no, he's he's only looking at like you know, clubs at a certain certain level. So um, you know when Celtic Rangers Man United, you know that's that's his level. His level. Uh, Fair. Okay, Cal. Well, hopefully next week we'll be announcing new managers on the podcast. We'll get them on for an interview, and uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. But thank you for listening. Remember predictions are on Friday. I've been Andrew. I've been Cal. And that was the Edinburgh Football Podcast.